Canto fourth of the Lord of the Isles by Sir Walter Scott. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Nathan at antipodeanwriter.wordpress.com. The Lord of the Isles by Sir Walter Scott. Canto fourth. Stranger, if ever thine ardent step hath traced the northern realms of ancient caledon where the proud queen of wilderness hath placed by lake and cataract her lonely throne sublime but sad delight thy soul hath known gazing on pathless glen and mountain high listing where from the cliffs the torrents thrown mingle their echoes with the eagles and with the sounding lake and with the moaning sky yes twas sublime but sad the loneliness loaded thy heart the desert tired thine eye and strange and awful fears began to press thy bosom with a stern solemnity then hast thou wished some woodman's cottage nigh something that showed of life though low and mean glad sight its curling wreath of smoke to spy glad sound its cock's blithe carol would have been or children weeping wild beneath the willows green such are the scenes where savage grandeur wakes an awful thrill that softens into sighs such feelings rouse them by dim lennox lakes in dark glencoe such gloomy raptures rise or farther where beneath the northern skies chides wild loch erable his caverns hoar but be the minstrel judge they yield the prize of desert dignity to that dread shore that sees grim coolan rise and hears coriscan roar through such wild scenes the champions passed when bold halloo and bugle blast upon the breeze came loud and fast there said the bruce blew edward's horn what can have caused such brief return and see brave ronald see him dart over stock and stone like hunted heart precipitate as is the use in war or sport of edward bruce he marks us and his eager cry will tell his news ere he be nigh loud edward shouts what make ye here warring upon the mountain deer when scotland wants her king a bark from lennox crossed our track with her in speed i hurried back these joyful news to bring the steward stirs in tiviot dale and douglas wakes his native vale thy storm-tossed fleet hath won its way with little loss to brodick bay and lennox with a gallant band waits but thy coming and command to waft them over to carrick strand 
there are blithe news but mark the close edward the deadliest of our foes as with his host he northward passed hath on the borders breathed his last still stood the bruce his steady cheek was little wont his joy to speak but then his colour rose now scotland shortly shalt thou see with god's high will thy children free and vengeance on thy foes yet to no sense of selfish wrongs bear witness with me heaven belongs my joy over edward's bier i took my knighthood at his hand and lordship held of him and land and well may vouch it here that blot the story from his page of scotland ruined in his rage you read a monarch brave and sage and to his people dear let london's burghers mourn her lord and croydon monks his praise record the eager edward said eternal as his own my hate surmounts the bounds of mortal fate and dies not with the dead such hate was his on solway's strand when vengeance clenched his palsied hand that pointed yet to scotland's land as his last accents prayed disgrace and curse upon his hair if he one scottish head should spare till stretched upon the bloody lair each rebel corpse was laid such hate was his when his last breath renounced the peaceful house of death and bade his bones to scotland's coast be borne by his remorseless host as if his dead and stony eye could still enjoy her misery such hate was his dark deadly long mine as enduring deep and strong let women edward war with words with curses monks but men with swords nor doubt of living foes to sate deepest revenge and deadliest hate now to the sea behold the beach and see the galleys pendants stretch their fluttering length down favouring gale aboard aboard and hoist the sail hold we our way for arran first where meet in arms our friends dispersed lennox the loyal de la haye and boyd the bold in battle fray i long the hardy band to head and see once more my standard spread does noble ronald share our course or stay to raise his island force come weal come woe by bruce's side replied the chief will ronald bide and since two galleys yonder ride be mine so please my liege dismissed to wake to arms the clans of uist and all who hear the minches roar on the long island's lonely shore the nearer isles with slight delay ourselves may summon in our way and soon on arran's shore shall meet with torquil's aid a gallant fleet if aught avails their chieftain's hest among the islesmen of the west
thus was their venturous counsel said but ere their sails the galleys spread coruscan dark and coolan high echoed the dirge's doleful cry along that sable lake passed slow fit scene for such a sight of woe the sorrowing islesmen as they bore the murdered allen to the shore at every pause with dismal shout their coronach of grief rung out and ever when they moved again the pipes resumed their clamorous strain and with the pilbrock's shrilling wail mourned the young heir of donegale round and around from cliff and cave his answer stern old coolin gave till high upon his misty side languished the mournful notes and died for never sounds by mortal maid attained his high and haggard head that echoes but the tempest's moan or the deep thunder's rending groan merrily merrily bounds the bark she bounds before the gale the mountain breeze from ben nadark is joyous in her sail with fluttering sound like laughter hoarse the cords and canvas strain the waves divided by her force in rippling eddies chased her course as if they laughed again not down the breeze more blithely flew skimming the wave the light sea-mew than that gay galley bore her course upon that favouring wind and coolin's crest has sunk behind and slappen's caverned shore twas then that warlike signals wake dun scaith's dark towers and iswords lake and soon from cabal garrig's head thick wreaths of eddying smoke were spread a summons these of war and wrath to the brave clans of slate and strath and ready at the sight each warrior to his weapons sprung and targe upon his shoulder flung impatient for the fight mackinnon's chief in warfare grey had charge to muster their array and guide their barks to brodick bay signal of ronald's high command a beacon gleamed over sea and land on canna's tower that steep and grey like falcon nest overhangs the bay seek not the giddy crag to climb to view the turret scathed by time it is a task of doubt and fear to aught but goat or mountain deer but rest thee on the silver beach and let the aged herdsman teach his tale of former day his curs wild clamour he shall chide and for thy seat by ocean's side his varied blade display then tell with canna's chieftain came in ancient times a foreign dame to yonder turret grey stern was her lord's suspicious mind who in so rude a jail confined so soft and fair a thrall and oft when moon on ocean slept that lovely lady sate and wept upon the castle wall and turned her eye to southern climes and thought perchance of happier times and touched her lute by fits and sung wild ditties in her native tongue and still when on the cliff and bay 
placid and pale the moonbeams play and every breeze is mute upon the lone hebridian's ear steals a strange pleasure mixed with fear while from that cliff he seems to hear the murmur of a lute and sounds as of a captive lone that mourns her woes in tongue unknown strange is the tale but all too long already hath it stayed the song yet who may pass them by that crag and tower in ruins grey nor to their hapless tenant pay the tribute of a sigh merrily merrily bounds the bark over the broad ocean driven her path by ronan's mountains dark the steersman's hand has given and ronan's mountains dark have sent their hunters to the shore and each his ashen bow unbent and gave his pastime war and at the island lord's command the hunting spear took warrior's brand on score egg next a warning light summoned her warriors to the fight a numerous race ere stern macleod over the bleak shores in vengeance strode when all in vain the ocean cave its refuge to his victims gave the chief relentless in his wrath with blazing heath blockades the path in dense and stifling volumes rolled the vapour filled the caverned hold the warrior threat the infant's flame the mother's scream were heard in vain the vengeful chief maintains his fires till in the vault a tribe expires the bones which strew that cavern's gloom too well attest their dismal doom merrily merrily goes the bark on a breeze from the northward free so shoots through the morning sky the lark or the swan through the summer sea the shores of mull on the eastward lay and over dark and colin say and all the group of islets gay that guard famed staffa round then all unknown its columns rose where dark and undisturbed repose the cormorant had found and the shy seal had quiet home and weltered in that wondrous dome where as to shame the temples decked by skill of earthly architect nature herself it seemed would raise a minister to her maker's praise not for a meaner use ascend her columns or her arches bend nor of a theme less solemn tells that mighty surge that ebbs and swells and still between each awful pause from the high vault an answer draws in varied tone prolonged and high that mocks the organ's melody nor doth its entrance front in vain to old ionia's holy fame that nature's voice might seem to say well hast thou done frail child of clay thy humble powers that stately shrine tasked high and hard but witness mine merrily merrily goes the bark before the gale she bounds 
so darts the dolphin from the shark or the deer before the hounds they left loch chua on their lee and they wakened the men of the wild tyree and the chief of the sandy coal they paused not at columba's isle though pealed the bells from the holy pile with long and measured toll no time for matin or for mass and the sounds of the holy summons pass away in the billows roll loch Uy's fierce and warlike lord their signal saw and grasped his sword and verdant Ilay called her host and the clans of jura's rugged coast lord ronald's call obey and scarba's isle whose tortured roar still rings to cory evreckon's roar and lonely colonsay scenes sung by him who sings no more his bright and brief career is o'er and mute his tuneful strains quenched is his lamp of varied lore that loved the light of song to pour a distant and a deadly shore has laden's cold remains ever the breeze blows merrily but the galley ploughs no more the sea lest rounding wild cantire they meet the southern omen's watchful fleet they held unwonted way up tarbot's western lake they bore then dragged their bark the isthmus or as far as kilmaconnell's shore upon the eastern bay it was a wondrous sight to see topmast and pennon glitter free high raised above the greenwood tree as on dry land the galley moves by cliff and copse and alder groves deep import from that selkuth sign did many a mountain seer divine for ancient legends told the gale that when a royal bark should sail over kilmaconnell moss old alban should in fight prevail and every foe should faint and quail before her silver cross now launched once more the inland sea they furrow with fair augury and steer for aaron's isle the sun ere yet he sunk behind ben goyle the mountain of the wind gave his green peaks a greeting kind and bade loch ranza smile thither their destined course they drew it seemed the isle the monarch knew so brilliant was the landward view the ocean so serene each puny wave in diamonds rolled over the calm deep where hues of gold with azure strove and green the hill the vale the tree the tower glowed with the tints of evening's hour the beach was silver sheen the wind breathed soft as lovers sigh and oft renewed seemed oft to die with breathless pause between oh who with speech of war and woes would wish to break the soft repose of such enchanting scene is it of war lord ronald speaks the blush that dyes his manly cheeks the timid look 
and downcast eye and faltering voice the theme deny and good king robert's brow expressed he pondered over some high request as doubtful to approve yet in his eye and lip the while dwelt the half-pitying glance and smile which manhood's graver mood beguile when lovers talk of love anxious his suit lord ronald pled and for my bride betrothed he said my liege has heard the rumour spread of edith from a tornish fled too hard her fate i claim no right to blame her for her hasty flight be joy and happiness her lot but she hath fled the bridal knot and lorn recalled his promise flight in the assembled chieftain's sight when to fulfil our father's band i proffered all i could my hand i was repulsed with scorn mine honour i should ill assert and worse the feelings of my heart if i should play a suitor's part again to pleasure lorn young lord the royal bruce replied that question must the church decide yet seems it hard since rumour's state edith takes clifford for her mate the very tie which she hath broke to thee should still be binding yoke but for my sister isabel the mood of woman who can tell i guess the champion of the rock victorious in the tawny shock that night unknown to whom the prize she dealt had favour in her eyes but since our brother nigel's fate our ruined house and hapless state from worldly joy and hope estranged much is the hapless mourner changed perchance here smiled the noble king this tale may other musings bring soon shall we know yon mountains hide the little convent of saint bride there sent by edward she must stay till fate shall give more prosperous day and thither will i bear thy suit nor will thine advocate be mute as thus they talked in earnest mood that speechless boy beside them stood he stooped his head against the mast and bitter sobs came thick and fast a grief that would not be repressed but seemed to burst his youthful breast his hands against his forehead held as if by force his tears repelled but through his fingers long and slight fast trilled the drops of crystal bright edward who walked the deck apart first spied this conflict of the heart thoughtless as brave with bluntness kind he sought to cheer the sorrower's mind by force the slender hand he drew from those poor eyes that streamed with dew as in his hold the stripling strove twas a rough grasp though meant in love away his tears 
the warrior swept and bade shame on him that he wept i would to heaven thy helpless tongue could tell me who hath wrought thee wrong for were he of our crew the best the insult went not unredressed come cheerly thou art now of age to be a warrior's gallant page thou shalt be mine a palfrey fair over hill and halt my boy shall bear to hold my bow in hunting grove or speed on errand to my love for well i wot thou wilt not tell the temple where my wishes dwell bruce interposed gay edward no this is no youth to hold thy bow to fill thy goblet or to bear thy message light to lighter fare thou art a patron all too wild and thoughtless for this orphan child seest thou not how apart he steals keeps lonely couch and lonely meals fitter by far in yon calm cell to tend our sister isabel with father augustine to share the peaceful change of convent prayer than wander wild adventures through with such a reckless guide as you thanks brother edward answered gay for the high lord thy words convey but we may learn some future day if thou or i can this poor boy protect the best or best employ meanwhile our vessel nears the strand launch we the boat and seek the land to land king robert lightly sprung and thrice aloud his bugle rung with note prolonged and varied strain till bold ben goyle replied again good douglas then and de la haye had in a glen a heart at bay and lennox cheered the laggard hounds when waked that horn the greenwood bounds it is the foe cried boyd who came in breathless haste with eye on flame it is the foe each valiant lord fling by his bow and grasp his sword not so replied the good lord james that blast no english bugle claims oft have i heard it fire the fight cheer the pursuit or stop the flight dead were my heart and deaf mine ear if bruce should call nor douglas hear each to lock ranza's margin spring that blast was winded by the king fast to their mates the tidings spread and fast to shore the warriors sped bursting from glen and greenwood tree high waked their loyal jubilee around the royal bruce they crowd and clasped his hands and wept aloud veterans of early fields were there whose helmets pressed their hoary hair whose swords and axes bore a stain from lifeblood of the red-haired dame and boys whose bands scarce brooked to wield the heavy sword or bossy shield men too were there that bore the scars impressed in alban's woeful wars at falkirk's fierce and fatal flight 
tendrum's dread rout and methven's flight the might of douglas there was seen there lennox with his graceful mien kirkpatrick closeburn's dreaded knight the lindsay fiery fierce and light the heir of murdered de la haye and boyd the grave and seaton gay around their king regained they pressed wept shouted clasped into their breast and young and old and serf and lord and he who never unsheathed a sword and he in many a peril tried alike resolved the brunt to bide and live or die by bruce's side o war thou hast thy fierce delight thy gleams of joy intensely bright such gleams as from thy polished shield fly dazzling over the battlefield such transports wake severe and high amid the pealing conquest cry scarce less when after battle lost muster the remnants of a host and as each comrade's name they tell who in the well-fought conflict fell knitting stern brow over flashing eye vowed to avenge them or to die warriors and where are warriors found if not on martial britain's ground and who when waked with note of fire love more than they the british lyre know ye not hearts to honour dear that joy deep thrilling stern severe at which the heart-strings vibrate high and wake the fountains of the eye and blame ye then the bruce if trace of tear is on his manly face when scanty relics of the train that hailed at scone his early reign this patriot band around him hung and to his knees and bosom clung blame ye the bruce his brother blamed but shared the weakness while ashamed with haughty laugh his head he turned and dashed away the tear he scorned tis morning and the convent bell long time has ceased its matin knell within thy walls saint bride an aged sister sought the cell assigned to lady isabel and hurriedly she cried haste gentle lady haste there waits a noble stranger at the gates saint bride's poor votaress never has seen a knight of such a princely mien his errand as he bade me tell is with the lady isabel the princess rose for on her knee low bent she told her rosary let him by thee his purpose teach i may not give a stranger speech saint bride offend thou royal maid the portress crossed herself and said not to be prioress might i debate his will his suit deny has earthly show then simple fool power over a sister of thy rule and art thou like the worldly train subdued by splendours light and vain no lady in old eyes like mine lords have no glitter 
gems no shine nor grace his rank attendants vain one youthful page is all his train it is the form the eye the word the bearing of that stranger lord his stature manly bold and tall built like a castle's battled wall yet moulded in such just degrees his giant strength seems lightsome ease close as the tendrils of the vine his locks upon his forehead twine jet black save where some touch of grey has taken the youthful hue away weather and war their rougher trace have left on that majestic face but tis his dignity of eye there if a suppliant would i fly secure mid danger wrongs and grief of sympathy redress relief that glance if guilty would i dread more than the doom that spoke me dead enough enough the princess cried tis scotland's hope her joy her pride to meaner front was never assigned such mastery over the common mind bestowed thy high designs to aid how long o heaven how long delayed haste mona haste to introduce my darling brother royal bruce they met like friends who part in pain and meet in doubtful hope again but when subdued that fitful swell the bruce surveyed the humble cell and this is thine poor isabel that pallet couch and naked wall for room of state and bed of pall for costly robes and jewels rare a string of beads and zone of hair and for the trumpets sprightly call to sport or banquet grove or hall the bell's grim voice divides thy care twixt hours of penitence and prayer o oh, ill for thee my royal claim from the first david's sainted name o oh, woe for thee that while he sought his right thy brother feebly fought now lay these vain regrets aside and be the unshaken bruce she cried or more i glory to have shared the woes thy venturous spirit dared when raising first thy valiant band in rescue of thy native land then had fair fortune set me down the partner of an empire's crown and grieve not that on pleasure's stream no more i drive in giddy dream for heaven the erring pilot knew and from the gulf the vessel drew tried me with judgments stern and great my house's ruin thy defeat poor nigel's death till tamed i own my hopes are fixed on heaven alone nor ever shall earthly prospects win my heart to this vain world of sin nay isabel for such stern voice first wilt thou wait thy brother's voice then ponder if in convent seen no softer thoughts might intervene say they were of that unknown knight victor in woodstock's tourney fight 
nay if his name such blush you owe victorious over a fairer foe truly his penetrating eye hath caught that blush's passing dye like the last beam of evening thrown on a white cloud just seen and gone soon with calm cheek and steady eye the princess made composed reply i guess my brother's meaning well for not so silent is the cell but we have heard the islesmen all arm in thy cause at ronald's call and mine eye proves that night unknown and the brave island lord are one had then his suit been earlier made in his own name with thee to aid but that his plighted faith forbade i know not but thy page so near this is no tale for menial's ear still stood that page as far apart as the small cell would space afford with dizzy eye and bursting heart he lent his weight on bruce's sword the monarch's mantle too he bore and drew the fold his visage o'er fear not for him in murderous strife said bruce his warning saved my life full seldom parts he from my side and in his silence i confide since he can tell no tale again he is a boy of gentle strain and i have purposed he shall dwell in augustine the chaplain's cell and wait on thee my isabel mind not his tears i've seen them flow as in thor dissolves the snow tis a kind youth but fanciful unfit against the tide to pull and those that with the bruce would sail must learn to strive with stream and gale but forward gentle isabel my answer for lord ronald tell this answer be to ronald given the heart he asks is fixed on heaven my love was like a summer flower that withered in the wintry hour born but of vanity and pride and with these sunny visions died if further press his suit then say he should his plighted troth obey troth plighted both with ring and word and sworn on crucifix and sword o oh, shame thee robert i have seen thou hast a woman's guardian been even in extremities dread hour when pressed on thee the southern power and safety to all human sight was only found in rapid flight thou heardest a wretched female plain in agony of travail pain and thou didst bid thy little band upon the instant turn and stand and dare the worst the foe might do rather than like a knight untrue leave two pursuers merciless a woman in her last distress and wilt thou now deny thine aid to an oppressed and injured maid even plead for ronald's perfidy and press his fickle faith on me so witness heaven as true i vow had i those earthly feelings now which could my former bosom move ere taught to set its hopes above i'd spurn each proffer he could bring till at my feet 
he laid the ring the ring and spousal contract both and fair acquittal of his oath by her he brooks his perjured scorn the ill-requited maid of lawn with sudden impulse forward sprung the page and on her neck he hung then recollected instantly his head he stooped and bent his knee kissed twice the hand of isabel arose and sudden left the cell the princess loosened from his hold blushed angry at his bearing bold but good king robert cried chafe not by signs he speaks his mind he heard the plan my care designed nor could his transports hide but sister now bethink thee well no easy choice the convent cell trust i shall play no tyrant part either to force thy hand or heart or suffer that lord ronald scorn or love for thee the maid of lawn but think not long the time has been that thou wert wont to sigh unseen and wouldst the ditties best approve that told some lay of hapless love now are thy wishes in thy power and thou art bent on cloister bower oh if our edward knew the change how would his busy satire range with many a sarcasm varied still on woman's wish and woman's will brother i well believe she said even so would edward's part be played kindly in heart in word severe a foe to thought and grief and fear he holds his humour uncontrolled but thou art of another mould say then to ronald as i say unless before my feet he lay the ring which bound the faith he swore by edith freely yielded o'er he moves his suit to me no more nor do i promise even if now he stood absolved of spousal vow that i would change my purpose made to shelter me in holy shade brother for little space farewell to other duties warns the bell lost to the world king robert said when he had left the royal maid lost to the world by lot severe oh what a gem lies buried here nipped by misfortune's cruel frost the buds of fair affection lost but what have i with love to do far sterner cares my lot pursue pent in this isle we may not lie nor would it long our wants supply right opposite the mainland towers of my own turnbury court our powers might not my father's beadsman whore cuthbert who dwells upon the shore kindle a signal flame to show the time propitious for the blow it shall be so some friend shall bear our mandate with dispatch and care edward shall find the messenger that fortress ours the island fleet may on the coast of carrick meet o scotland shall it e'er be mine 
to wreak thy wrongs in battle line to raise my victor head and see thy hills thy dales thy people free that glance of bliss is all i crave betwixt my labours and my grave then down the hill he slowly went oft pausing on the steep descent and reached the spot where his bold train held rustic camp upon the plain End of Canto Fourth Recorded by Nathan at antipodeanwriter.wordpress.com